Hey, yeah, three, two, one. Hey, it's the Staniacs, and we're going to like five hours uh, ahead of time to talk with Nick Rumor, who is with Cybus 21. I've talked to Nick a couple of times before. He's got some really cool stuff, Emma. And by the way, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Happy to be here today. Like you said, talk to Nick Rumor. Um, never spoke to someone via Zoom or, in our case, Zencaster that's in Scotland. So I'm very excited for this new opportunity. <laughs> we got close. We got close. The nomadic artist was in that's England. True. She was just outside of London. So we got pretty close. We got pretty close. But Nick, hey, how are you doing, my friend? What's going on over there in the land of golf? The land of golf, well, exactly. It's a bit, it's a bit too wet and windy right now for the golf, but yeah. Um, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are, are you Scottish or, or what? I mean, how's it too wet and windy for golf? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've, I will, I will uh, tell you a secret. I might, I might be, but um, I'm a, I'm a nice weather golfer. Yeah. Okay. All right. So those you're, exist there. Okay. I got you. Loud, but yeah. I I'm played. Uh, I played. I played TPC Vegas in 70 mile an hour sustained winds and gusts up to 90. Jeez. Me, I, me, me honest, and my buddy, played, we played all. Go ahead. I, no, I just want to say, I'd probably, probably play a better round of golf when it's heavy wind. So, like. I tell you what, I drove the green. I drove the green on a, on a, a 550 yard par, par five. I drove the green from the tee. With the wind. I also hit a three iron about 40 yards into the wind. <laughs> as hard as I could. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So anyways, Emma, hey, Nick is with Cybus 21. Nick, give us the lowdown on Cybus 21, the elevator pitch on what's going on there. And then let's jump into this. Perfect. It's, well, to be honest, it's, it's, I always say it's, it's quite short, right? We've got we've got a simple vision, and like it's literally just we've got the tech currently available to do something sensible on, on I would say most diesel engines, and that's all diesel engines from like trucks to trains to marine, um, like uh, what did I say? Like um, um, I did say marine, yeah, uh, marine mining equipment, yeah. tractors, like everything, right? So, Rather than rather than waiting for the AV and the EV and the, the hydrogen market to control, we've got something currently that that's readily available, um, and we can do that today to make a big impact. Not just not just on the on the planet on the trucker as well, because let, let's not forget the trucker. So what we're trying to do is literally what we have currently on the roads, make it better, and what we can make better is actually for the planet, for the trucker, and and that way it's quite simple what we have. Let's everybody. Let's 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 so make it, sure that everybody wins. So specifically, it's an add-on technology to a diesel engine, regardless it's a, it's a retro, if it's in it's a my pickup pickup yeah. truck or retrofit. And it can go on my Class Eight big heavy trucks. It can go on my Terex mining equipment. It can go on my Volkswagen Rabbit uh, or whatever it happens to be, and Marine, even diesel uh, engines uh, on Marine as well. Which is cool. And so, what does it specifically do? It, it it assists the diesel. It makes it greener. What's what's the what's the better? Yeah, so what's it's an enhanced combustion uh, method. So, what we do is we introduce uh, a, a tiny amount of propane into the air mm -hmm. intake of the the engine, and it's basically to create a better holistic environment for the diesel to burn in. 
And the way I always, the way I always explain it, most of most of people will probably like have a bit of a technical understanding. But what we sometimes say when people don't fully understand it, I always say it as when you have a bonfire and you throw a big massive log tree trunk like on, in the middle of that bonfire, tomorrow you come back and there's that tree trunk is still there, right? It's charred from the outside, but still, still there. Yeah. That's basically what happens with di diesel molecules as well. They burn, but not completely. You know, when you see the black smoke, it's unburned diesel. Um, so what we do is actually oh, chop oh, those molecules okay. or the, that, that tree trunk. We chop it up in tiny little splinters of timber, you know, like they say with the, the diesel molecules. We'll chop them up, you know, and then burn again. And then when, when it burns, like, you know, in finer pieces, like they burn more realistic, like more, more completely. That's That's interesting. So is it kind of like... When they talk about incineration of like trash and plastics and stuff like that, when they talk about that, they talk about plasma burning or flameless combustion and stuff that's such a high temperature, gone, right? Is that what we're talking about here? So it's not, you're not replacing volume. It's not like you're putting ethanol in there. It's not propane no, no, in there not, so that it's changing volume. It's actually making it clear. No. Yeah, one, I got you. It is, it is one, chemically one, making it burn more efficient so that there is less uh, carbon yes. dioxide. And I think it, you, you, you guys talk about nitrous oxide as well, which nobody else talks about. Yes. Yeah. I think, like, to be honest, and I think that's always like everybody talks about CO2 emissions, right? And that's the big, the big one. Yeah. The big one that gets mentioned, you know, like COP26, COP27, we just had, and like everything else, the CO2 emissions, we need to lower those. Yes, we do. Let's not forget about the NOx emissions because the nitroxide emissions are actually harmful for humans, whereas CO2 is a bit of a longer one, which is more harmful for the planet. So, of course, we need to reduce both. I'm not saying let's just reduce one, but let's not forget about the NOx emissions because those emissions are actually harmful for us, like, you know, lung, lung cancers and like all these kind of like horrible you know things that come with it so it's um uh, yeah we should definitely not um have those ones um not eliminate those ones in my opinion are as important to eliminate as co2 emissions so let me ask you something stupid the nox that's coming out of here isn't the same as like your dentist gives you and you feel all loopy before they drill a hole in your face is it <laughs> no that's not the same one no not the, not the same stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, why don't you just capture it and sell it stuff? No, okay. So that... <laughs> now, okay. So so what is your... So specifically, what is your target market and, and why are you there? It, from the from the aspect of you were talking about a stopgap gap technology, right? Because Em and I have spoken with people like... Um, like Thomas Healy has been on here from Highland, right? And y'all, we we know that he will describe his company as a sustainability company, and and one that is trying to reduce emissions. They just happen to focus on drivetrains to make that happen, right? And he'll tell you they want to go to hydrogen, but right now hydrogen production is so massively energy consumption; it's not green at all. And so he's using RNG until they get there, right? As a stopgap. Is that what you're doing here? What's the plan? Well, it's. Yeah, I would say we're a sustainable tech company. Yeah, like right now we're focusing on what's here. We're focused on what we can do today. And rather than looking, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, whenever it is, like years ahead, what what was the biggest thing for us was like, what can we do today that will impact tomorrow 
that, you know, I'm not saying like EV, hydrogen, wherever, fuel cell, all these things are coming, right? And I'm not saying, you know, we're, we're not going to, diesel is, diesel sure. and petrol engines are way cleaner today than they were 20, 30 years ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. When they say, hey, we're going to cut emissions by 50 more percent, well, they've already been cut 97. So, yes. <laughs> right. So, in, the, in that sense, we're, we're, what we're trying to do is exactly fill that gap and, you know, the infrastructure as well. Let's not forget, forget about the infrastructure, the data that's not readily available yet as well. And everything else, like there's so many things out there that, you know, it's not going to be widely adopted within the next, you know, five to 10 years. Correct. But we still need to lower and reduce emissions and help truckers out there, like, you know, with all the rising costs, left, right and center, from fuel costs to maintenance to cost of living, whatever it all is, right? What our vision and what our mission is, is to make sure that, like, these, the more we order online, right, and... You know, we're, we're getting to Christmas. Don't get me wrong. Like half of my office is filled here with packages already, like ready for sure. Christmas Eve. But that's all ordered online, most of it. I don't really have the time to outside do that. But it, it gets it gets delivered by who, right? So therefore, like we we feel that the the guys are the you know the, the men and women that are like that are the cornerstone of of the economy, you know. Um, and especially like when we were talking about you know, like the, the American economy, they're truckers. Sure. Ninety-seven yeah. percent of those are the smaller, the smaller you know businesses sure. that own like a few trucks. And for them to make sure that they don't lose any contracts because you know they're not green enough, we make sure that they can and that they will still be green. So that that is a great point, Emma. Uh, 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 Nick, I just pointed out to Emma, this is a great point because what's going on out there is you've got these mandates, which are good and bad, right? You got California who usually leads in these type of mandates and everybody goes, oh, California. But if they weren't doing that and there weren't visionaries out there doing this stuff and making it difficult to hit these goals, we probably wouldn't hit these goals. We'd say, yeah, we're going to do them and then blah, blah, blah. We, Americans are so, we have the attention span of a gnat. We, we forget everything. It's such a convenience base. If it's not impacting me directly, then it really doesn't exist. Right. I mean, look around. How, who's talking about Ukraine right now in the U.S.? No, nobody. Is it still going on just as bad? Absolutely. But we just don't. So... What's happening, though, is is this. You've got these these small fleets, these 95, what Nick is talking about, 95% or something like that of the fleets in the United States, not of trucks, but 95% of the trucking companies are like five or less trucks, very small, right? And these guys, when they, they live on... Uh, a lot of them are doing like port work in and out of the ports and stuff like Los Angeles and and Long Beach and Savannah, EWR up in your neck of the woods, Boston, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Notice how I said Boston, right? That's Boston. how you have to say it, Boston. <laughs> and, and so on. But they have these mandates, so they have to be green. These guys don't and girls don't go out and buy a new $200,000 right. truck every year, right? They're living That's off of this two and three-year-old ones. And so now they can spend a little bit of cash and retrofit what they got, and they can hit those carb emissions and stuff, Nick? Is that what we're talking about there? This is also a, yeah, a like, financial solution? Because don't, like the newer trucks, right? They're like, like we just said it, like the newer trucks are getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner, right? But let's not forget about the trucks that are like, how many of these older trucks that are like the livelihood of these men and women that are like driving them and they're, they're maintaining them, right? And they're beautiful, yeah. they're beautiful trucks to see, you know, like, and this is, oh, yeah. you know, every yeah. time I see Some of those like, old Pete's, some of the old Pete's are just beautiful, man. They're crazy yeah. good. Yeah. Exactly. And that, and, and they will, they will not disappear that quickly, right? Because if you've got the yeah. love and the passion for what you drive and you see that. 
So oh, yeah. the good thing is what we then can help is actually making sure that they are clean enough to drive in certain zones and, you know, the, the low emission zones. And what that does as well, so it's not just emissions, but it's the yeah. fuel savings as well. And it's the maintenance the maintenance costs that, that come with it as well. Because you were talking about it earlier where you said like, you know, like plasma burning and everything else. Actually, yeah, yeah, what yeah. we do, we actually burn, because we, we like in a, in a sense, we chop it up in smaller pieces. It doesn't need to burn as high. Like the temperature of the burning is not as high. So therefore, it's a lower temperature burn. Oh. So therefore, the the kind of the um, you know the the maintenance on your on your vehicle on your engine is less because there's is that because there's less, less stress because of the heat saturation and stuff like that. Engine, yeah. What about the what about the so the exhaust fumes too? I would imagine, right? I mean, is that that helps with air filtration and everything else? I would yeah, imagine it's it's that glow plugs. Yeah. And, yeah. So what I what I just what I'm taking away from this, like as someone who's not a trucking person, um, like something Michael and I talk about all the time is is it's not necessarily about buying a new product. It's not necessarily about um, you know getting the latest thing. It's about the the circularity using what you have and um being more intentional so i i love the fact that they don't have to go out and buy these brand new trucks it's not putting all of these people out of business that have these small businesses these passion projects right it's you're using something that you already have and there's nothing more eco-friendly truly than what you already have if you can have the tools that you guys are providing to get them there sure i, I think it's really it's, it's great for community it's great financially and it's great for the environment which i think is kind of like a a win-win. Um, one of the things I was going to ask you about, though, is like, how do you, how would you compare this, I guess, to like a electric vehicle or a hydrogen powered vehicle? Do you think that um, there's like one right answer? Do you think you're the right answer? Do you think it has to be a combination moving forward? Like, how do you see this, this moving forward? You know, you know, like I, I would never, I think like the, the sandpit is big enough for us all to play in and everybody will play its own role. Um, you know, and, and and I think and I think at some point it becomes probably a personal choice, you know. Like at right now, you know, I would say like I think we are. Um, of course, I'm biased. I would say we're the obvious answer, but that's because we are available now. And I'm and I'm not saying that the EVs and hydrogens and fuel cells that they're not like you know they will probably play a big role. Okay, but then again, you know, and this this needs to be this needs to be discussed. This needs to be like you know incorporated when it comes to the, the stress on the network, the infrastructure of all of it, and that therefore, like, yes, it will come. I'm not denying that it won't come and that it will make an impact. They're currently not as clean as yeah when they're on the road they are, but how they got there is I think yeah. was a big. Thing. Neither are these. Yeah, like, b- b- before before and after before and after are not nearly as green as a diesel truck or a, a sure. regular com- yeah. uh, so combustion. Let's, let's keep that all in mind when we're saying okay, like it's they, they're all going to play a role, right? But diesel yeah. is not just going to disappear overnight. So therefore, I think, in my opinion, they're all going to play a role. They're all going to play a role to the same goal that we all have, right? Lowering emissions, making the planet better, making sure as well for the truckers that you know that that their cost and everything else go down not up right because they're already on the stress so yeah therefore like and i think that's the biggest thing to to keep in mind making sure that it's not yep. just for the, for, the, for the dollars in our pockets it's making sure that the cornerstone of the economy is not going to disappear and falls away 
and that that they yeah the cornerstone of the economy as well and just at the same time it's making making everything a bit clean yeah. yeah i mean there's so many things just to unpack from those couple of statements right there but i will stick to this your your so your solution we were talking about this this is a this is a social solution and also well, I guess it would be scope two, scope three emission type of solution when you think about it, right? Because it allows those the economy and societies to stay functioning while they're trying to get to those standards, I guess, right? Um, it doesn't drive people out of business. Like if we said, if we said, hey, we went all, we go all to EVs today, right? Texas shuts down, right? It's, it's like one of the largest economies on the right. planet is, is, is done basically, right? We can't do that. And the same thing for truckers and those people with the diesel, right? So socially and 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 economically, macroeconomically, you're you're affecting that stuff, which is great. But then also you're preventing the production of new trucks and the consumption of old trucks or the waste disposal of old trucks, which is incredibly energy uh inefficient and and in a big carbon footprint by keeping those on road, correct? Have you calculated or gone through any of those type of things? Because we all know, like, yeah, you know, producing so we're, we're a combustion trying... diesel engine. Go ahead. Yeah, so one hundred percent, Michael. I think it's like you know, like when Emma was saying that it's it's. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go as far that we're like a circular economy, like our circular like sure. says what we have. But you know, the linear line that it was, we at least made a kink in it, so it's not straight down. You know. To the, yes. to the landfill. Because yes. the, the biggest thing is older trucks, where did they disappear? They either go in landfill, they get scrapped, or they get shipped over to wherever it is, right? Africa or like India. They're, like yeah. that's where you see the older trucks. So they're not, again, they're not just going to disappear. Yeah, that, no, that's exactly right. Yeah, but they. Sorry. Yeah, and that's what people don't understand. It's like with fast fashion and stuff like that. It's not in the fast fashion center. It's not necessarily making Dublin uh, uh, or 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 um, or Scotland, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, this massive wasteland of of clothes and textiles, etc. But it is doing it to South America. <laughs> and anything, and honestly, because that's like, where it all goes, right? <laughs> and kind of to that point, though, like anything that we can do. I know you said you like make make a kink in the linear fashion, but honestly, anything that we can do to extend the life cycle of something is a good thing. Because then you don't have waste piling up, and I mean, you probably still have waste piling up in these places, but it's less, and it's on a longer time span. And like anything that we can do to, like you said, it doesn't have to necessarily be circular. If you're extending the life cycle of something, it's it's that's an effort in and of itself. Well, that's exactly yeah. yeah, that's exactly what uh, Nick, we do. Nick, you're like, a pretty smart guy. Sorry, you go, Michael. Oh, go ahead, Nick. Um, no, okay. what I, um, I, I was just saying, it, you're you're a pretty smart oh, guy. You got a, you got a lot of background. You're multiple business owner. You. Oh, we've got a big delay, don't there we? Is yeah, we do a little bit. Let me let me ask you this, Nick. Um, so this technology works with diesel. Do, are you working on the next? Is it is this a technology that can be put into biodiesel, for example, or renewable diesel to make those even more efficient, or or those type of things? Or are you done with diesel and going to move on after after this plays out after twenty years? This would be around if you even if you don't improve this, you've you got twenty five thirty years at least. I would imagine of 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 sales, right? Well, 
what yeah so 100 percent like i think the biggest the biggest thing for us right now is what's what's currently the most who needs us most right well like in that sense i think like within the trucking industry like that's that's there right now they get hammered left right and center to lower their emissions and everything else right so um that's that's a starting point for where where cybers 21 is currently at um and currently uh, yeah when when we talk about diesels but even like the way the diesel uh makeup over here in europe versus in the us slightly different than makeup so therefore you know it's, it's already a slight variation on actually on the diesel but when you're talking about biodiesels and hvo and these kind of Yes, yeah, so we are working on those ones as well, because especially when we talk about marine, that's again a different type of diesel. So they are. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Different types of diesel generators. Let's talk about generators. Like, my, like the, all these things have slight differentiation and buildup, um, makeup, and therefore, yeah. So we'll work on all of them. Right now, diesel is is, is there, and not just the trucking industry, mining, uh, marine generator market like you know there's so many markets that still need to be improved so we're we're just getting started so cool it is very cool it's very cool so i was going through your posts and stuff like that nick and 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 this one post here which seems to be off topic I don't think really is so I'll, i'll ask you about it you posted that you believe this generation sometimes wants to go too quick and 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 i i couldn't disagree more. Um, I mean, I couldn't agree more or I couldn't disagree. I guess it depends on, 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 on what you're looking at. Can I, can I, let me say this. Does this, does this apply to going green? Cause I have some thoughts on the fact that some people are going too fast on green and, and trying to get the right answer immediately. Right. Instead of putting kinks in the circular economy, like you are. Can you talk to that a little bit? So that that post, yeah, I remember like when I was writing that post, it was mainly that, um, and I don't have. I was the same when I, when I was because I was I had that vision, that goal where I wanted to like you know go every every time, and I wanted to I wanted to skip skip steps right wherever I could. But sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, the biggest thing for this, like, and I sometimes see that with a generation, where, and I don't know if it's generational or that's always been there, but. When, when I sometimes see where people don't want to put in the groundwork first, you know, one of the things that, you know, like I would always say, if you're in, we're all in sales, right? Even if you're a parent, you're in sales, right? You try to oh, yeah. sell your kids <laughs> to eat up or to, to do the homework. Or and whatever you're, and you're, trying, you're trying not to get sold too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I get sold to every single day that way. But what, what I was going to get to is like, you know, like, if anybody who's knocked doors, if anybody has done like, you know, that, that kind of hard grind, that you take that with you, right? And then, you know, you, you start you start on the bottom of the ladder, right? You can't jump from the, the bottom of the stairs to the top. You need to take the first step, then the second and the third. Okay, sometimes when you get a bit, you know, more confident, you can skip two steps, but you always need to take that first one. And, and sometimes I feel like people come in like, you know, from, from college or universities and like, okay, this is, you know, you know, the, the Instagram and then the, you know, the whatever lifestyle that we see. So they already have an aim and a vision of where they want to be, but they're not willing to want to put in the groundwork. And that's what I kind of meant with that one. With the going green. Yeah. So let me, let me touch upon that topic. I think everybody should have that within their company. You know, like a sustainability um, 
element of a company, what to do and how you can make an impact. But just offsetting something is not going great. Mm -hmm. Just uh, planting I agree with you 100%. I agree, I agree with, with you 100%. You 100%. And, yeah. and that's kind of the other stuff. And I said, like, you know, we're trying to go to, okay, let's just do this and just, you know, throw everything at it. Some people need to go like as fast as fast can, be, can go because that's the way new technology develops and everything else. And that's where we're going to get to the next step. So, you know, it's a bit of a double edged sword in that sense. See, I wonder if it, so I'm, I'm thinking kind of like, I guess, two things about it because part of me is like, okay, well, at least the people that are offsetting are doing something. Like in, in a certain aspect, I do feel like it is a little yeah. bit of greenwashing. It's like, oh, we're going to offset our emissions and do nothing else and great. And, and, but in a, another sense, I am like, okay, well, they're, they're trying to do something, but then I, I wonder, I feel like it could either go two ways from that either. Oh, that was easy. Let's try some other sustainable alternatives, or it can go into the complacency. Well, like, okay, well we did our part. We don't have to do anything else or, you know, this doesn't. And, and I guess I wanted to ask you a little bit about it too. Like, do you think that people get too complacent with possible solutions? Like, do you think they're like, well, we tried something and it wasn't green, so it didn't work, or or we would go this route, but we're already doing enough. Like, do you, do you find that complacency within, I guess, your life, the people you speak to and the business in general? 100%, and that's just, we're, we're human beings are, are, are creatures of habits, right? Mm -hmm. How many times have we heard, yeah, but it's always been like this, right? So that's yeah. one of these. That's one of these things, and that's that's just human nature, right? So in that sense, I think having doing doing that, like doing the things you've always done, won't change. But that's why you've got the entrepreneurs and everything else that are trying to like you know make a kink in the line or whatever you want to call it. So I think I think from that sense, um, yeah, like it's 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 a it's a difficult. You as long as you do as long as you make an impact then like i'm all for it as long as you try new things as long as you but it's with a lot of things i think and that's the same with you know going like um you know eating like uh, free range eggs or whatsoever it is right mm. a lot of the other things is like as long as it doesn't cost me anything <laughs> yeah exactly everybody wants to do it until there's a price tag sometimes but, or they uh, have to change their habit or they have to do something different that they're not used to or comfortable with right like yeah but then it, yeah you're 100 right or you could buy this cybus 21 uh add-on and not spend a hundred thousand dollars on a new truck well maybe that's the there's, key there's maybe those, right? it's appealing to the uh yeah, 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 you, yeah. You could well, get rid of your truck, or you could. That's the biggest yeah. thing there. Yeah. When, it's, yeah. when we're talking about like you know the, the 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 benefits of something like this over going like for example like buying a brand new EV truck, um, right? You maintain like let let's keep your truck. Let's make sure that yes, you're invested in, like a little bit of money on a retrofit technology. Sure. Thereafter, you know if your fuel your fuel economy is better, your maintenance, you prolong the life of your engine and your truck then, you know, in that sense, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Like, you can keep driving your truck. I'm not saying we're the, we're the wonder equipment that won't, that won't, that nothing will happen to your truck. You know, it's still a technical yeah. piece of equipment. But, sure. um, you know, like, a, you know, a tire can blow or, like, a gasket or whatever it might be, right? So these sure. things happen. But other than that, I think, like, with, with, with what we've got with Cybus, and that's the added bonus to that, is, like, you know, you're actually, you're not just saving the planet, you're saving your back pocket as well. So like, you know, there's so many people that I speak to that are literally, you know, on that 
sense of like actually making a profit or a loss, but they don't know if oh, you yeah. can go go on and you like get longer like after the you know Q1 next. We don't know is, is everything going to rise? Do we need to, you know stop shut the doors? You know, yeah. and, and what we've got hopefully they don't. Yeah, they're trying to survive, let alone do something uh, for the planet, which they want to. I mean, when it comes down to eating or saving the planet, they're going to eat and hope somebody like Nick or somebody else saves the planet is is is, is what's going to happen, right? I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's human nature. I love the fact, I love the space that you're in, not only with the diesel, because uh, 35 years in logistics, but I, I also love the position that you're in kind of philosophically, because you are the epitome of... It doesn't have to solve every question. It just needs to solve an issue now and help us move forward, right? Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's awesome because in other hands, somebody would have the technology that you have and the knowledge, and they'd still be taking on huge amounts of investment and not monetizing it because they'd be like, "Well, we got to make it one hundred percent clean first. Why? It doesn't have to be one hundred percent clean. This moves us a really good step forward." And, and I think that's awesome. And that's, and that's where people are too slow, right? But where we're too fast is on the other side and just accepting an answer. Like today I saw, I, I just saw, you know, Nicola um, was invited to the second phase of the DOE's um, um, loan program, right? They're looking for like $1.3 billion to start making green hydrogen out in Arizona near, near Phoenix somewhere, right? Um, this has the danger of people going, see, look, they're solving this stuff. Well, no, they're not. I mean, it's only going to be green. Hydrogen, when it burns, is green. It's producing it that is not. And unless Phoenix, is their their electric grid has a massive amount of electricity that is completely produced by uh by by uh you know solar or or like hydroelectric, then it's not green and i, I mean it, 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 by any means right this is and i don't know like i just read an article uh was it today i read an article um where it said switzerland is banning the use of all ev vehicles during the energy crisis and i'm like okay so there there you go right so yeah you know it's these kind of things the grid right now is not ready but, they, they, but, but that's okay. So that's a, that's a problem that needs to be solved, right? And there will be people out there that will, that will right. get out there and solve it. But right. let's not wait until that answer is completely a 100% solved before right. we then say, like, okay, well, now let's, let's, let's wait for 20 years and then we're going to be very great. Okay, so that's just what we can do. Yeah. I agree. No, I'm with you. I'm just saying, hey, let's not let's not mandate that all cars by 2030 have to be electric if we can't sustain that and we're going to destroy half of the undeveloped world by mining all the lithium out of the ground and destroying all their drinking water and filling everything they make, up. They make nice photographs, though, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, like, I hate... I mean, I hate to say this, too, but, like, I was so disappointed by COP27. Like, I know you were talking about it earlier, but it's the same thing. Like, it's like every year they meet up and they say, we're going to commit further to reducing uh, GHGs. And you're like, okay, but like, I don't know. Yeah, well, but yeah, but Putin think? invaded Ukraine and, and uh, you know, <laughs> and there's a global recession on the way and stuff like that. Things change, right? 
I know. But, uh, yeah. but I, again, I don't know if I don't know if we're I don't know if we're mature enough to solve this issue. As a no, society. but I think when it when it comes to this, is people like to talk about things, and and one of the things that we stand for is like we would like to take action now. Yeah. And it's and it's doable now. We've got some amazing partners right now that we're working with for like you know the the, the trials that we're doing in Q1 and in the US, which is you know I'm I'm really looking forward to coming over and actually like you know working with these partners. Like so famous get, last get words. Famous like last words, Nick. I can't wait to go to Tijuana. Those are famous last words. Yeah, mm. and before you know, like you know, I'll be I'll be I'll be stuck in the US and not coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about those partnerships. What's going on? I was reading one about hemp hemp span hemp span, yeah. which was really really interesting to me. It reminded me of uh, the uh, Cheech and Chong movie Up in Smoke, where they were driving the, the the van that was made out of out of cannabis the whole way up from Tijuana, right? And it caught on fire, and it, everybody in the whole. <laughs> Anyways, so what what's hemp span? Tell me about what's going on here. Your partnership, yeah, with those so, guys. So they're actually what they're doing is. Um, they produce a lot of uh, building um, materials and uh, insulation and everything else on boards um, for the for the, the housing and build industry, uh, completely made out of hemp. So, like, and that's it's it's so much greener. And again, from an insulation perspective, it's way better. So they're oh really can, wow yeah it can create a complete like um, um I'm, of course I'm going to forget the word right now but like a like an airtight uh, house, so therefore, oh. like, so yeah, it's so much better for the environment, for the environment, of course, as well. So in that that sense, the house wins, and of course, the environment wins again. And what they were talking about was like, okay, well, they're currently importing most of that hemp uh, to the UK at this moment in time, uh, all by truck. So um, what they said was like, okay, well, we our products are green, but we want you know the import. And our, their carbon sure. footprint of how the product actually get to the UK and yeah. then get yeah. and go into the building sites to be to be greener, um, you know, as much as green as possible. So therefore, like we partnered up uh, as an amazing partnership. So going forward, we we're making their transport greener for them. So they have their own private vehicles, or through their vendors, you're partnering with vendors I think, who then I think haul a bit, their stuff. Both, but uh, mainly like yeah, so vendors and and um, yeah. but again, they yeah, are, so they, really they are kind of saying like we're we're wanting uh, you guys to use this product if you want to drive for us. So in that sense, they kind of push it down the chain. That is wild. Is that what you're doing here in the United States with these guys, or are these guys in in uh, in Scotland with with, with Hemspan or with the partner? Yeah, over in, yeah. Hem, Hem, Hemspan. Where are those guys at? Are they global yeah, or are they European? Yeah, they're looking at, um, you know, like, you know, widening, widening their field and everything else. And, of course, like, they, they're all from here, uh, from, from mm -hmm. the UK. So, um, all based, like, mainly London, England side. But, you know, I, I, I would be surprised uh, if they wouldn't say, like, well, the next, the next step is actually seeing if we can, you know, ship these things a bit further afield. That's really interesting. I wonder how they, they produce that stuff, right? I mean, we've got uh, the guys from Natural Fiber Welding coming on uh, in a couple of weeks, which is a really interesting um, company there as well, making different products from from natural fibers as well. And I, I would imagine it's, I mean, you're building building boards out of hemp is, is it, it, it's wild. I mean, it's- mm -hmm. um, Interesting I mean, concept. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It really is. 
Um, that is really cool. What about your other partners? Why are you coming to the U.S.? When, what's, what's going on there? Can you talk so about those upcoming? Or those? Yeah. So we're currently working with, with some amazing, amazing companies that are helping us out um, from trials to training programs, technical partners. Um, so we're, we're starting our first trials um, uh, in January. Uh, so the start of January, uh, straight after the, um, after the holidays, we're, we're down in Ohio um, with one of our partners, um, JW Stanger. Like they're like the guys are amazing. So big, big, big shout out to the guys. Um, <laughs> so big shout out to the guys. Like they've, they've been like you know when we talk about partnerships, this is what a partnership is all about. Like they've they've supported us through thick and thin, and it's because of guys like that. Like of course they want the benefits. They reap the benefits of of course helping out and having the stuff in their trucks, but yeah, it's without guys like that you can't do it, and that's why that's that's one of the things we've always done. Make sure that you build the right partnerships with people that know what they're talking about, people that are like to see you win as much as they win. So yeah, that's that's probably what we're doing right now. Amazing. Yeah, that's great. How long are you going to be in the states? Are you gonna you looking for other partners as well and visiting some people while you're in the states as well? Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna be there. Like I think from. From January onwards, um, I think we'll probably have a, have a regular flight uh, over to the States, depending on where we need to be, like probably every every two months um, we will probably be there. But one of the biggest things for us is, is our operations in the U.S. And uh, we've got a full op- or fully operational now in the U.S. Um, and that's the biggest thing. Because one thing that, that is very big for us is wherever a product gets bought, like if some if one client says oh, we want one we want one of your retrofit technologies, brilliant. Admit to us it makes no sense if it's manufactured in the UK or somewhere else, then gets shipped over, probably on a mm. big massive diesel vessel, to mm. then get installed and then what? We send our technicians over from the UK. Yeah. It makes no sense. So what we're trying to do is is making sure that if it's if it's bought in the US produced in the u.s installed by u.s technicians and partners and therefore it's a full u.s product if if one gets bought in spain same thing happened over there and that's just reducing the carbon footprint for us in that sense as well yeah yeah that yeah that improves that yeah that's a that's a perfect uh as well as the economy strategy like i know i know we've we've got we've got a lack of diesel technicians already but and, and, and like not to add to the pressure but in the sense, it's like what we're trying to do. It's not just the technicians that we need. So in that sense, it's like making sure that we create jobs. And I think that's always a good thing. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Is, is your product connected through IoT devices to be able to, to di- diagnose it from in its performance? Yeah. Yes. Very yeah. Good. So I also yeah. wanted to ask, and this might be a dumb question. I'm not in the uh, logistics, transportation, trucking world at all. Um, so sorry if this is not a question that makes any sense. But do... Can all types of trucks use the same device, or like, like I'm assuming that there's different companies that make trucks and different types of engines and stuff. So, can like, is it one generic device and someone says I want one and you ship it out, or does it have to like logistically be okay? You need this one to match this type of truck from this year. Um, that's great question. Thing. That's a great question. Uh, yeah, one one hundred percent and. Um... That was one of the biggest things for us as well, especially, of course, what we have, like European trucks versus American trucks. You know, there's a big difference, um, especially in size. 
so that's a very relevant question. And uh, in theory, we've kind of made our product, our retrofit technology, to kind of one fits all. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of fit right now, we kind of say around four hours. We can do it like some some um, some technicians can probably do it, you know, like in, in around two hours or less even. But again, you know, you not every technician is the same. So therefore, we always say in, in around four hours it's installed. And that comes with minor tweaks, um, you know, when it comes to like the size of like the, the hoses and everything else. But that's what they have with them. So in a sense, one product fits all, but how it gets installed. And that's why you get like, you know, the, the expert of the technicians are fully certified um, to install it on them. And then talk again about years of trucks, like a brand, brand new truck will probably not benefit as much because like we said already, they're way cleaner produced already uh, mm-hmm. what they currently have. But, you know, we we're talking about, uh, earlier about like these amazing Peterbilt's, <laughs> like, you know, these, these, Older trucks too will benefit massively. Yeah, it, it, but it's still a benefit to put this into an OEM's engine right off the assembly, right? I mean, it would still benefit them or or produce it yeah, positive. So like, like in that sense, it depends on why what you try to tinker. Like you know, if you try to, yeah. like, to do it, the, the, the mileage, or if you try to reduce the NOx emissions or the CO two. Gotcha. Emissions. But the newer trucks are already, you know, like say a brand new twenty twenty two Volvo, whatever it might be, is you know has a fraction of the output of emissions compared to a 1987 Peterbilt. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine, imagine yeah. it would. Yeah, imagine it being slightly different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, hey, this has been excellent, Nick. What else you guys got going on or where do people reach out to you to learn more about what is going on and who should be reaching out to you? I would say anybody who wants to know more, just reach out, whether it's LinkedIn or whether it's through the website, www.service21.com. Um, you know, like we're always looking for new partnerships. We're always looking, you know, further afield. And if even just, you know, answering questions and I'm all open for for discussing more or like information and just, you know, shoot me up with, a, with an email or, or a message and I'll get back to anybody that wants to. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff, Nick. Thank you so much for being on the show. If anybody's got any questions for us or suggestions, it uh, doesn't matter what it is. We read everything. We're not offended. Go send us something at the, uh, where are we at? The Sustaniacs at gmail.com or just search the Sustaniacs anywhere. I'm Michael Vincent on LinkedIn. Also the Sustaniacs on LinkedIn. Same on Twitter. Well, I'm actually Vincent the Dude on Twitter. But then Michael Vincent or the Sustaniacs every, at bit, virtually every place else. Emma, where are they reaching out to you? Yeah, I'm, uh, Sim, you can reach me any of the Sustainiacs channels, but yeah, Emma Whiteman on LinkedIn. Feel free to reach out, send me a message. Let's connect. Um, and Emma underscore Sustainiacs on uh, Instagram. So you can definitely uh, communicate with me that way if that's your preferred route. Right on. Hey, um, thank you, Nick Rumor, Cybus21. Go there and uh, hey, keep your 1987 Pete running man because he's gonna make it clean just give him a ring and he'll he'll, he'll pop right on over and throw a band-aid on there and everything is great i think it, it's actually i think it's i think it's just like a perforated potato they dump in the tailpipe that does i don't know awesome. i don't know what it is something <laughs> like that i don't know anyways peace and love everybody until next